Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Volume. It's the most wonderful time of the year. What up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps, your new favorite college football show on FanDuel. And it might be getting cold, but the sports calendar is heating up. That's why it's the best time of the year. There's so much different place to bet on. Whether you want to bet on the World Cup, you want to bet on uh, the NBA, the NFL, college football, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, easy to use. Uh, they have great exclusive offers, boosts. You get paid fast when you win. And they have all the different ways you can play. money line, over-unders, totals, props, futures. And with live betting, you can jump in even if you get to your phone late. And who doesn't love a good same game parlay? Plus, FanDuel now live in Maryland. And never forget, that's what Maryland does. Crab cakes, football, and FanDuel. So use promo code SNAPS and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. Yo, what's happening, everyone? Welcome in to a brand new edition of Snaps. It is Monday, 12-12-2022. How about that? A lot of twos in today's date, but uh, we'll be discussing who was number one as a Heisman was handed out over the weekend. Now, I still don't exactly know the difference between the Maxwell and the Heisman and the because they're both given the best college football player. It doesn't matter. Uh, Caleb Williams won the Heisman. We're going to talk Caleb Williams today. We're also going to talk a little prime time as Deion Sanders has already started making news up in uh, Colorado. And uh, Bill Connolly, uh, you know, providing mm-hmm. mana from the sports talk heavens, uh, has decided to turn his prodigious uh wit and and numbers and analytics on ranking all of the 36 teams that have made the playoffs in the CFP era and it's a top 5 uh that is sure to make you a bit angry almost no matter who you are. I mean that's what lists do and it's great work by Connolly and I am angry and so we'll break it down. Um welcome if this is your first time listening to Snaps here in the Volume Sports YouTube channel. I'm your host, T-Bob Aber, one of your hosts. Uh, your other host is the beautiful, half-Jewish, half-Catholic, QB1, Mr. Aaron Murray. Aaron, how's Hanukkah? This is my prime time of the year, T-Bob. I do not believe Hanukkah has started just yet. I think it's a little bit later this year. But this is when my the bad. gifts really start flowing. Don't, don't, don't worry. We will. Uh, I'll ship you some some lakas and a, and a handmade dreidel and some some uh, yes, some, uh, some chocolate to, to have some fun with. Uh, we'll play a little dreidel game, maybe on snaps. Have some fun, dreidel, dreidel, oh. dreidel. I made it out of yeah. clay, and when it's dry and ready, oh dreidel, I shall play. Um, there we go. 
Uh, no, your boys that, are getting ready. Was that you? Wait, was that you just trying to tr prove your Jewish bona fides? Because yeah. for those that don't yeah. know, a few a few weeks ago, Aaron literally did not know the date of Hanukkah. Now I don't know the dates either, but it I don't changes. know if I have to. Right? It changes. You act like it's Christmas. We're like, oh, it's hold on. Like, Aaron still does not know the date of Hanukkah because he I don't. Just said, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, because he just said, I think it's I have in a, a week. Baby. I do not think it has started. So. I, I know it has not started. The last I remember, it does start somewhere closer to Christmas time. Uh, and I have a baby here, so I have the the ultimate excuse right now of baby yes. brain yeah. and yeah. Uh, forgetting fatigue, all that. So get off my back, bro. I'm, I'm just a little sleep deprived over here. Uh, Hanukkah starting soon, though, I believe. And and you know uh, what else? Sure. I have to get ready for T Bob. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? What's that? I have to go this weekend. I have the FCS championship semifinals incarnate oh. word which i don't know how many times i'll be able to say that without slurring my words it's like i think it's incarnate, incarnate. i think it's incarnate word i don't is think it, it's eight i it think like it's carnate? incarnate word i, I, I no, live I, i'm enough. not catholic i live in a lot of i live a lot around a lot of catholics i feel like it's yeah. incarnate word i don't know uh, incarnate word versus north dakota state a uh, high of 18 low of 10 uh game day but we're in the dome we're in the fargo dorm so we'll be fine <laughs> 10 a low of 10 it's 80 degrees two days out here. After, a low of 10 two days after i leave it gets into the negative so luckily it's on friday not like sunday because it's like negative two i believe starting sunday monday uh of next oh. week up there so yeah wait yes i I meant to mention oh, this it's gonna be fun so if you are if, if you are watching or if you're calling incarnate word you will be calling uh a former lsu quarterback lindsey scott Ooh. Lindsey Scott Jr. Have you seen his numbers this year? Nope. It, 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 this went viral a bit over is the he weekend. Related Lindsay, to Lindsey Scott from Georgia? Uh, I have no idea. But Lindsey Scott okay. used to be at LSU. He could have beat out Danny Etling. He's somehow still in college, which I don't fully understand. He's like Stetson in that way. Lindsey Scott never, this never year completed seventy-one and a half percent of his passes for forty-three hundred yards, a ten or he wrote fifty-nine touchdowns to six picks for Lindsey Scott. Hitting Joe Burrow numbers. Joe Burrow threw 60 in a season. Lindsey Scott's going to throw more than that after this week. And all right, let's go Incarnate Word. Big Incarnate Word guy right here. I had him from the beginning. I told you to play him on best bets. You should have listened to me. Uh, none of y'all are actually going to go check to see if I said that. So I can just say that and assume. Are we going to are we gonna pick some it. lines for the FCS semifinals this weekend? Are we going to do that? When are you going to? Do they have, have that Fargo? I'm going to Fargo. <laughs> the game's on Friday night. Friday night, baby. Seven o'clock kickoff. Only game in town. So you will be gone watch. on Thursday. No, I leave Thursday night. Late night. Oh, nice. Well, one day, one in, one out. Yeah. Got it. I, I was about to give I you mean, a lot of shit if you yeah. did not tell me you were missing a show. No, 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 look, no, 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 no. I leave like at 7.30 Thursday night, get in at midnight so I can do the show, and then we'll fly back first thing Saturday morning. If there's one thing voice. that we yeah. have learned here, it's that Aaron Murray does not shirk work. He literally called a football game two days after Thanksgiving, two days after the birth of a brand new child. My wife would have had my nuts handed to me on a silver platter, right? Who was it that gave the king one time in the Bible, like somebody's head on a silver platter? He was like Paul's headers. I don't know. But the point is, I would have been a dead man. Okay, but Eric Murray's all about putting in that work each and every day here on Snaps. That's why you should subscribe to the pod. That's why you should share it with your friends. That's why if you're watching on YouTube, you should hit the like button, share that with your friends, and help us grow this wonderful college football community. Um, all right, do we want to go ahead and dive in, Aaron? Are we done with a little playful uh, foreplay here? Yeah, foreplay is over with. We're lubricated. Let's make it happen. Let's dive right inside of Caleb Williams and Patrick Mahomes. As there's been a cop going around town lately, and it's kind of a larger question about just how good Caleb Williams can be. Uh, but a lot of people are calling him Patrick Mahomes. We'll get into why. Aaron can really explain why, uh, even, obviously even better than I can. But here's a quote that Caleb Williams had to say on kind of being compared to Patrick Mahomes says, quote, it's pretty cool, I'd say, uh, just because everybody watches Patrick and sees all the cool things he can do. I always said, even in high school, and look, obviously he's special, but I don't think there's anything I can't do that he's doing out there. 
I think it's really cool. Like I said, I've had comparisons to a bunch of other people. And since I have, Patrick is pretty cool. So Kayla basically telling you, yeah, look, it's awesome to be compared to Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, I've kind of grown up playing in this same way. I think I can do everything that he's doing. I don't think it's as special necessarily as you think it is. And I'll get into why I think that's important. But first off, Aaron, is it ridiculous or too much to call Caleb Williams the next Pat Mahomes? I don't think it is either. I know I know a lot of people get go crazy with, uh, oh, I will never compare another player because he's his own player and he's his own person. Yes, he is. We get that. He is his own person. He's a completely different DNA. He is Caleb Williams. He is Patrick Mahomes. Two different people. But there is nothing wrong with watching both their tapes and saying, hmm, I wonder. He kind of reminds me of this guy who right now is the best quarterback in the NFL, the things that he does extremely well. And I, I, I have nothing, I have no issue with saying someone reminds you of someone else. I think it's a, obviously for, for Caleb Williams, it's a huge compliment. You, you remind a lot of people, like I said, the best quarterback right now on the planet uh, in Patrick Mahomes. So it, it's the, it's the evolution of the position at the end of the day, that, that is what it is. You know, we, we've seen from quarterbacks over, you know, especially the past, I would say over the te past 10 years, from guys like Patrick Mahomes to to Baker to Kyler Murray to Lamar Jackson to you look at Jalen Hurts there at, at Philadelphia right now right now it looks like he's going to be the MVP of the NFL this season. I thought coming out of college football, I was like, there's no way that guy can even throw a football. Like I would never, <laughs> I would never take a chance on him. He can't complete balls down the field, but he he's a hard worker. He has a lot of great intangibles. He's a hell of an athlete, and and when you're that type of athlete, that type of runner you're going to get your one-on-one -on -one opportunities on the outside to make play. So bringing that all back to Caleb Williams, what makes him so similar to Patrick Mahomes? It's the freelance. It's the, the creativity. It's, 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 it's artwork. It really is. The quarterback position yeah. has to have a sense of Picasso on it. The, the, the special ones do. You're not a robot. You're not just a five-step, three-step, throw-the-football type guy, which those guys can obviously do. It's when things get ugly and nasty. How do you change the pitcher, whether it's with your legs or with your arm, to be creative for your football team? And, and, and for those who watched yesterday with Patrick Mahomes and, and his ability to get outside the pocket and do a little dump pass, like, my goodness, like can any like how, how backyard football amazing is that? That is what Caleb awesome. Williams does. Changing the arm angles, getting out of pressures, extending plays, putting the pressure on the defense to have to guard receivers for five, six, seven seconds – that is the name of the game nowadays. If you don't have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, like Jalen, like Lamar, like Josh Allen there in Buffalo, like Caleb Williams, you're going to struggle. Or you're not going like, to be as like good Andy, as you can. Like, like Those guys are well, like Andy Dalton. You left Andy Dalton saying yes, starting quarterback off that I list. I forgot we'll Andy Dalton. Yeah. 100%, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm. No, look, your 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 point is very well made, Aaron, and. I think when people get upset by comparisons, like by comps, I think the problem with com comps only become bad analysis if you say Caleb Williams is like Patrick Mahomes and then you leave it alone and you add no further context. Uh, that's bad analysis. Comps, though, have their use and it is to provide a framework. And there could be no doubt that Patrick Mahomes has created, uh, in a lot of ways, a kind of new style of playing that position. Now it's not wholly new and sure you're going to have all sorts of people like uh throw me like, you know, Brett Favre gunslinger clips like Cunningham. And 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 yes, and on 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 a grand scale, um Mahomes is grabbing, you know, from different elements and different players and different eras and, but but it all comes together and, and and the new whole is greater than some of its parts and it's kind of a new way of playing this quarterback just I mean habits like these weird arm angles like these like throwing across your body throwing across your face no look passes all of these things that would have made coaches shudder just a little while ago are now being um, applauded and even encouraged if you can do it and obviously this entire conversation comes with a baseline if you are skilled physically enough to be able to make these plays and that's where Caleb Williams gets interesting because he is physically skilled enough to make these plays. And in terms of him being the next Patrick Mahomes, physically, he may have an even better base skill set. I mean, he has much more hype than Patrick Mahomes did coming out of college. Nobody really quite knew what Patrick Mahomes was going to be, except for a couple of people. I know Sean Payton had fallen in love with him during the draft process. He was going to take him. Uh, Matt Nagy had. 
There's a fascinating um, on the New Heights podcast, there's the Kelsey Brothers podcast. Mahomes told a great story about how Matt Nagy basically gave him all the answers the night before his interview with the Chiefs, like gave him the plays. Andy Reid was going to ask him to draw up uh, so so that he could impress Reid. And so they get up. So, like, some people saw his potential, but nobody expected Patrick Mahomes to do as good as he did in the way that we expect Caleb Williams. And I think that the reason for that is because Pat Mahomes is kind of like the Roger Bannister in this case, where Roger Bannister was the first person to run a sub four minute mile. And I said five minute mile, just sub four minute mile. He proved that human beings could do it after I think nine years of that record, not being advanced. And then within two and a half years, uh, 10 other runners had come up with sub four minute miles. So in that same way, Pat Mahomes, had to get out there and prove that you can win with this kind of wild, new age, mobile, gunslinger sort of style. And that if you're one of these coaches, if you have a guy that can do that, instead of ironing that out, instead of that beating out of him, Patrick Mahomes and his success has empowered you to then encourage that in your guy. And so now that allows Caleb Williams to potentially rise to even greater heights. Because like Caleb Williams says, he's like, even in high school when I was watching him, and that's the thing, Caleb Williams was in high school when Pat Mahomes started doing this, right? So this is someone in Caleb Williams who has been brought up in this environment. So he's literally been raised with this style of play being right in front of his face. Patrick Mahomes, in a lot of ways, is kind of having to make this up as he goes along. But I think Barge nailed it in the chat. Like, he has the potential to be the next Patrick Mahomes, but Barge 11 says... He'll only be the next Pat Mahomes if he's drafted by the next Andy Reid. And that's what you just don't know. Because Mahomes did fall into a bit of a perfect storm situation where you have Andy Reid, you had Alex Smith to learn from, you had uh, Travis Kelsey, you had Tyreek Hill, right? Like all the elements were there, and he was just the final piece of the puzzle. We've seen it. Like look at Trevor Lawrence with Urban Meyer last year compared to Doug Peterson this year. Like we've seen it time to a tongue of a low last year with Brian Flores compared to him with McDaniel this year. Like, setting, coaching, matter. So I don't know exactly if Caleb Williams will ever attain those heights, but I think he's capable. And I think it's fascinating to see him as one of the first products in this new age of quarterback led by, like, Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen. Aaron, turn your mic on, please. Did we lose Aaron? No. Um, is he, is no, he disconnected? Oh, no, he yeah. I'm here. <laughs> The uh, no, they uh, they're they're doing the yard outside. So the guy was literally blowing leaves outside my my room. I was like, mm, maybe you should probably put that on mute. So uh, we're back though. We're back now. Uh, answer I the do question uh, to T Bob's point in three, two, one. Three, two, one. Hey, uh, yes, I think situation T Bob does matter a ton when it comes to where you get drafted. I mean, like, like that's why it's not always great to be in the first few rounds. And you talk, I think you brought up a good point with Alex Smith. So I remember, you know, I got drafted by Kansas city. I can hit on this whole mentorship for Alex Smith when it comes to, to, to Patrick Mahomes, obviously didn't work out as good as for me as it did Patrick, but um, he tried his hardest. I'm just not as, as, as talented as Patrick Mahomes is. Uh, but Alex was with, I think four different OCs and head coaches, his first four years in the NFL. And he was drafted young. Alex, I think was 20 years old when he got drafted out of Utah, very, very young, high expectations, first pick in the draft. This is when the, you know, the salary cap was, was in big favor of, of, of if you're, you know, picked in the top five, um, these guys getting crazy, crazy good contracts. And then every year it's a new offensive system. It's a new head coach. It's a new culture change. Yeah. It's new players and just new phases. It's not easy to do. Like there's a reason why you're getting drafted in, in the top five, that team sucks. So, he was drafted in a good spot. He learned from Alex. He got Andy Reid. He got Tyreek. He got, you know, Kelsey and, and a lot of other good guys around him. That's the biggest thing. And you look at Caleb Williams this season. It's, 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 he transferred, but he transferred with his head coach. He transferred into an offense that he knows that he had a year of experience with, that he had success with at Oklahoma. He carried that over there to USC. You bring in, you know, the, the defending best receiver uh, in the country there from Pittsburgh. You bring in some top talent at the running back position as well. You have an incredible offensive line. Big shout out to him for bringing his offensive line there to the Heisman ceremony this past weekend. thought that was really, really cool. So he was in yeah. a great situation to take the step from last year to this year. And and I want to go back to just the uh, the, the backyard nature of playing the, the position of quarterback. Because last year, I thought he did it a little bit to the extreme. At times last year, he was a little bit mm -hmm. too reckless. Like we all remember 
the play where he ripped the ball away from his teammates and ended up getting the first down and they end up winning that football game because of that. Like, that's amazing. Like that is legitimately like what you do with your buddies when you're in, in, in sixth, seventh grade in your you know parents' backyard. But at times last year, he was trying to be too creative and trying to do too much. And, and there's always a fine balance. And I always talk with Stetson about this too, because Stetson had a little bit of a, you know, effort mentality last year at times where he went to the extremes of trying to make too many plays. There is a line of, I always bring it up, of being cocky and confident. Can you border that? Can you feel like you're the baddest dude on the field? You can make every throw on the field, but do it in a way where you don't put your team in danger. And I think Caleb took a massive step in that department this year where he was protecting the football. He was picking when he wanted to take chances down the field, when to throw the football away, when to get down, when to slide. He evolved as a quarterback. And the scary thing yep. is he's still young. It's only his second year. What he can do on this trajectory right now, when you talk about where his ceiling is, it's it's better than what Mahomes was coming out of out of Texas a or Texas Tech. It's really, I think, he's in a position right now that I you never want to say someone's a for sure fire all pro Hall of Famer, none of that. Obviously, like I said, it has to be depend on his situation he gets drafted into, but his skill set right now, today is ahead of where Patrick Mahomes was coming out of Texas Tech. And, and and that is why every NFL scout and GM is saying, hey, if I don't need a quarterback this year, I ain't drafting one because if I can somehow find a way to get him next year, our franchise is going to be in a hell of a position to compete for championships. Yeah, and um... – well, it's, 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 it's like we talked about, right? This again is the natural evolution. Like he's in that better position because Pat Mahomes had to break down a lot of those bears. We'll see. I mean, T law Trevor Lawrence again was like as can't miss of a prospect ever. And even he looked bad because he was in awful yeah. situation. Now that he's in a better one. He's looking pretty good. He played great this last Sunday. So he's going to need to do more consistently, but We'll see. I'll be, I'll be now some guys transcend, right? Like Joe Burrow arguably transcended and kind of dragged Cincinnati yep. up along with him. We'll see if Caleb mm -hmm. Williams can be that same character for uh, wherever he ends up. Um, I do fun, like fun question about, here. Though, with, so, with, yeah. So, so let's put all those guys in a draft right now because you, you bring up Trevor Lawrence. He was a guy that, you know, he, he looks the park. I mean, I met him when he was a senior in high school He's six six, got the flow. I mean, I'm like standing next. I felt like a little kid standing next to Trevor Lawrence. Looks the part, athletic, big arm, big kid. Uh, I mean, literally, if you're on if you're on Madden and you want to create a player, it's probably going to look like Trevor Lawrence. Joe Burrow had the greatest single season, in my opinion, besides Cam Newton, uh, for for a college quarterback ever in the, in the history. And obviously, you're seeing what he's doing there for the Bengals, and now we're seeing what Caleb Williams is doing this year. Of those three, who would you take to lead your team if they're coming out right now? So um, I'm probably a bit biased here. If you join us on snaps the first time, you can see the LSU jerseys behind me. Um, that's kind of what I talk about on a daily basis. And so I watch that bro thing firsthand. But but I also think it's – I hate this because I think that we overvalue championships, especially in a team sport like football. Yep. But Burrow played in a Super Bowl. Burrow brought the Cincinnati Bengals – to a Super Bowl, and in fact, had to go through Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs to do so, and has now beaten Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs the last three times that they have played. So, like, I still love the potential of T Law, and he was in an awful situation, and he is getting better. And I love the potential of Caleb Williams, but if you're asking me, I've seen it out of Burrow, so I I have yeah. to go there. DB's in the chat says I have no clue. I have no clue how Burrow's doing what he's doing in Cincinnati. He's doing it because, well, first off, his intangibles are out of control. They're kind of like Jalen Hurts levels of intangibles, right? Just elite in terms of leadership, work ethic, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and also then it's just timing and decision making. That, that that's how he's created yeah. and and he can he can run around a bit like Aaron talked about. He, he he's mobile yeah. as well. But yeah, Burrow's not the physical freak that a Lawrence or a uh, or 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 a um, Caleb Williams is, Caleb is. but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Caleb is, but but he but he scores so incredibly high on those other aspects, the competitiveness, the work yeah. ethic, blah, 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 yada, yada. So I would take Burrow personally. See, I take Caleb. I think Caleb is is what you want as a quarterback. Trevor at times a little bit too robotic for me. I mean, I love what he does. I, mm -hmm. I think he's, you remember like the, there is a difference in the age too. Like Joe Burrow has played a lot more football. Joe 
Burrow is a lot more mature than those guys just because he's True. he's an older quarterback. I mean, what is he, 25, 26 years old? You know, these two yep. are probably going to go three and done. Yeah, like Stetson, you know, just they've been around the block. They're playing with little kids. It's unfair, obviously. <laughs> um, so I think that, that to me, I think that's the biggest advantage of, of Joe Burrow. He is, every time you're around him, just a very, very mature human being. And this is something I said about Caleb last week. That's the one big concern for me right now is where is he maturity-wise? And he's young, and he's going to continue to mature and grow and develop and, and all that. But, like, I know you hate the fingernail thing, but I think that is a sign of a little bit immaturity. I think the way he interacts with his coaches on the field at times is a little bit immature. Oh, don't roll your eyes. That's that's a little bit of a red flag. Like, he he's not perfect. I just want to – I'm throwing it out there. Like, he's not a perfect quarterback that, like, right now I feel 100% he is great pretty about damn him. Dude, he, He's pretty cool. He's pretty damn good looking. But he needs he's to, pretty if good he looking. gets better like, like that, yeah, it's the hair. Like even even look at him next to the other Heisman. I was shocked when I saw all four of them lined up in New York, and I was like, Caleb Williams is orders of magnitude better looking than these cats. Like he's absolutely winning the award. He, he he's better looking. He's in L.A. Caleb Williams is about as close to perfect as you can come. Again, in that your your entire criticism of him is. A little bit of BBL and some painted fingernails. Uh, I like the finger. When we sorry to be clear, chat. When Aaron says I dislike the fingernail thing, he means I dislike the criticism of the fingernails. Yes. I fully support the painting of the. You fingernails. are against I, I like, the nail I, I, discourse, I if you will. Yeah. Uh, yes. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Um, he's a stud, though. I would. T- I would take him. I think what because I think Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback that I would want him or like. I still think Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen are the top two quarterbacks in the NFL right now, and he's the closest thing to to one of those two between the three of him, fair. Burrow or Lawrence. So yeah, I take Caleb. That I think I think is, I think that is, I think that is his ceiling, and that's a hell of a ceiling. Like he is up there, man. Like he's now it's just a question of what crappy team is going to be number one to draft him, and what coaching staff is <laughs> going to get their claws into him. Because like you brought up too, I think like Andy Reid is is one of the best minds in, in, in all of football. I mean, what he does, I mean, he yeah. would literally wake up and I don't think he would actually sleep. We'd get to the facility and he said he'd be like sleeping with a piece of paper, like a napkin by his bed would wake up and draw a play and then go right back to sleep. And they come up with like napkins and pieces of paper. Like, Hey, I thought of this last night while I was sleeping. Like the man is dreaming football 24 seven, like just yeah. nonstop. He is a Bro, master. And that's what Patrick Mahomes he, got drafted into. Like, you can't tell me that that a quarterback is going to get drafted into that perfect situation ever again. Like, it's just not going to happen. No, he's Mormon, right? He has no vices. Mm-hmm. When you have no vices yeah. and you're not distracting yourself with beer and whiskey and Pornhub, next thing you know, all you're doing is football <laughs> and you become incredible at it. Imagine that. Um, oh. All right, let's move on to a little P-Hub. I mean, Prime hub because Dion primetime back in the news, man. As uh, Colorado already paying immediate dividends here, as Dion over the weekend gets a commitment from the number eight and excuse me, flips a commitment from Notre Dame for the number eight mm-hmm. ranked running back in the country at ESPN top 300 cat. This guy's Dylan Edwards, he's a 5'8 running back. He was committed to Kansas State, which look. All I'm saying is, if I'm a 5'8 running back, probably going to Kansas State. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. He flips from Kansas State to Notre Dame, and now he flips immediately to Colorado. And the quote is the interesting part. It says, quote, I know a lot of guys are about to come here. I know a lot of guys that are about to flip their commitments. They're all big power five guys, lots of offers, guys that are four and five stars. Nobody is safe in this situation recruiting-wise. Coach Dion's plan here is worth coming to look at, and recruits are going to want to do that. Uh, do you agree? Is Do you think Dion at Colorado represents a danger to like a couple of Georgia four or five stars or LSU four or five or Alabama? Like, can he actually represent a potential threat at Colorado in year number one? He was a threat at an HBCU last year. He took the number one recruit in the nation away from all those schools to go to a good point. that school. So yes, <laughs> is he a threat? <laughs> yeah, he is. Like, Duh! He brought <laughs> what is it, Travis, from you know the claws of Florida State and Georgia and Alabama. Yep. And said, no, 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 come to Jackson State with me. 
And then a bunch of, you know, he had a bunch of other four-star guys that he got that were top 300 guys. So yes, he is a hundred percent danger now that he has facilities, that he's in a power five conference that he can compete for conference championships and compete to, to make the playoffs. I'm not saying that's gonna happen this year, but eventually. So yes, he a hundred percent has put himself in a position where he's going to be able to build this roster. He's already, you remember all those that the Scott and, and all these, you know, four-star guys he got last year, those guys get to hit the portal. And as soon as they win their, their championship this Saturday afternoon there, they're going to follow him and go to Colorado. So then all of a sudden you have four or five four-stars, which is four or five more four-stars that are already, you know, more than you had on the roster. So the rosters are already better. Um, so yes, he is a major, major threat to all the big boys. And I think something too that's happening at the moment because of USC and their success, because of UCLA and their success in Oregon and Washington, and then, then the you know the thought of the expanded playoffs, the, the the relevance of West Coast football I think is getting better. It's not the SEC. Mm -hmm. It's not the excitement here that we live every day in Georgia and Louisiana and the Bama and the Carolinas. Like that's that's an extreme. But people on the West Coast, because of Caleb Williams and because of those other teams, and like I said, the expanded playoffs are now taking more recognition about college football and so are recruits and recruiting parents so now all of a sudden if you're a kid and you you want to stay in the west coast you don't want to have to go across country to make mom and dad travel and now dion primetime sanders is there in colorado you may go take a trip there so i think for him all he needs to do is get those kids on campus he's a hell of a recruiter yeah. he's a hell of a motivator he's he's building a tremendous 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 uh, group of coaches and a staff and a support staff around him. All he's telling kids, right, telling his staff and fans, just get him to Boulder and I'll do the rest of it. And I do trust Dion. If you get them to Boulder, he is going to win a lot of those decisions from a lot of these top recruits. So um, yeah, he's a major threat, especially to those West Coast teams well, as, uh, as they're trying to build out there. And Boulder seems cool as hell in its own right, right? And then yeah. Dion yep. is the ultimate cool. And like B Bean's talking about in the chat, players' parents will want to meet Dion. It's almost like if you have an offer from Dion, even if in your heart you think there's no way you're going to go there, you take the visit just to meet Coach Prime. Like you take yeah. the visit just to go see what it's all about. And then within that, maybe that natural charisma, the natural flash, that smile overcomes you. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, I'm going to change all my plans. I think I can see myself uh committing here i thought that um zion olahede and i apologize i, I might I, i'm pronouncing his last name wrong i'm i'm sure it could be olajede it, it's o-l-o-j-e-d he's one of the head content guys for complex he had a great piece on complex.com where um there's been a lot of discourse over Dion leaving jackson state for colorado after three years after all of his promises of what he wanted to do with hbcus and everything else and and you know some people saying he bailed on that and and he bailed in it for Colorado, and it kind of cheapens the original message. Well, you know, I, I think it's an interesting conversation where I definitely see validity to both sides of the argument. Um, but Zion went and talked to the actual Jackson State players, right? Imagine that. Interviewed them. Okay, how do you feel about your coach now leaving for Colorado? And what's wild is nearly to a man, they were very appreciative and thankful of what Prime did for Jackson State and HBCUs. And many of them basically saying also that he kept it very real, that from day one, they knew this wasn't a matter of if, it was a matter of when, and that in that time he was there, that he did everything he promised to do. He grew them. He put them on the map. He came out of his own pocket to pay for facilities and upgrade everything, uh, the, all the equipment, everything that they had, right? So, like, while we're all talking about the guys that really matter are the ones that actually played for him, and they all – are completely happy with him and what he did. And that's a huge positive sign, in my opinion, for what he's going to do next. And in that article, he interviews the players as well about why they chose Jackson State. And there's one cat, Isaiah Bolden. He was leaving Florida State after a coaching change. He was going to go to Texas A&M. He talked to Coach Prime for an hour on the phone, and he immediately flipped to JSU. And it was the last line uh, from Zion's article that stood out to me said, quote, I ain't going to lie to you. When the goat call your phone, why not go with him? And I think that's very representative of what Dylan Edwards is mm -hmm. saying. That's what Aaron is saying. And that's what I am saying is that he, like he told you, and like the Jack State president told you, he opens doors that are closed otherwise. And once the door of opportunity yep. is open, there have been few human beings on this planet in the game of football that are better at following through 
on those opportunities. So, yeah, like Aaron said, if he's getting the number one recruit in the nation at Jack State, he's absolutely going to be a threat at Colorado. Well, and he's, 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 listen, he's a proven winner as a coach, too. I know it's a different league. It's not a Power 5 school, but winning's winning. At the end of the day, like, can you recruit the better players in your conference or your division or whatever it may be? He's proven he can do that. Can you then go develop that talent and win football games? He's proven that. I just think there's a level of credibility. Like, with, like if you're in Alabama and, and Nick Saban tells you to do something, you're sure as hell going to do that. And you're going to try to do it at a very high level because he's proven that, hey, if I follow directions and I do what Coach Saban says – there's a good chance that I'm going to you know, win individual awards, we'll win a championship, and I'll have an opportunity to play at the next level. I, you know, why Coach Sanders, maybe, you know, Dion hasn't proven that necessarily, hey, I can coach first-round talent, I can get you to the NFL. He's played at the highest of levels. He's one of the all-time greats in the NFL. Yeah. So if, yeah. He's, if he's been around the best of the best, he knows what it takes to play. Because like, don't get me wrong, like, all these kids love college football. I love college football. You love college football. People listening to the show love college yeah. football. The kids enjoy it, and especially now that they get paid. But the goal is, can I get to the NFL? Can I go make a boatload of money, retire at 40, and just play golf? Like, that's everyone's dream. Prime has been there, done that, knows what he's talking about, knows mm -hmm. what it takes to get there. The level of credibility that he brings when he talks to these recruits, he can sit down with your mom and dad and say, hey, I play in the NFL. I played with this pro bowler, this pro bowler, this bowler. I won this championship. I know what it takes to get your son here. I'm going to develop him. I'm going to turn him to the best D-line, cornerback, quarterback, receiver, running back, whatever it takes to win championships and make his dreams come true. How are you going to disagree with that man? Uh, he's been there, done that. He yeah. knows what it takes. I think he's going to absolutely kick ass there at Colorado. And, and I'll say, like I said last week, shame on Albert for not giving him a chance. I still think they're going to be mm. you know, regretting this decision just a tad bit at the end of the day. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics NIL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older, and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Yo, what up, y'all? T-Bob Bear here. From your new favorite college football podcast, Snaps, here on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. Reminding you to make every moment more this Monday night, tonight, by downloading FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Uh, look, I love playing NFL same game parlays and primetime games. Make it so much fun. In fact, I just handed you out a winner on Thursday. That paid out 5-1, to one. so let's see if this old blind squirrel can find another lucky nut. Probably not, but we're going to try anyway. Monday Night Football tonight, Patriots at Cardinals. What I sniff? Garbage offense. So, with that in mind, we're going with a full four-leg defensive play. Under 21.5 first-half total. Under 43.5 total match points. Under 234.5 yards pass for Kyler Murray. Under 227 and a half pass yards for Mac Jones. Do this and you will turn $10 into $50. Well, I mean, you know, maybe not, but that's a fun. If you think this all sounds ridiculous, guess what? You can make your own same game parlay right here on the FanDuel Sportsbook. So build it however you want. And uh, look, if you're new to the FanDuel Sportsbook, remember, you get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 with the promo code SNAP. So you put in SNAPS when you download the app. And let's say you want to put $200 in. Well, you can just bet all of that. And if it loses, you'll get $200 back in free bets to play with. So make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Well, guess what? That's just the feeling. That's just the feeling, Aaron Murray. And when your commitment to the team is greater than your feelings, that's when the winning starts. Okay? Wake up. Um, have you ever read The Wheel of Time, Aaron? Have you ever heard of Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time, a fantasy series? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, in the in in that story, they talk about some humans having uh, a strong Taverin, right? And what this is is that basically reality kind of weaves around them, almost bends to their will. It's almost like they have a magnetic pull on everything around them. I think you see this in athletes sometimes, like a Tom Brady, Joe Burrow has strong uh, Taverin. You see coaches with this. Dion has this. Everything he has touched in life has turned into a success. His Taverin is incredibly strong, and he'll prove it once again. What is this from the chat? Joe A says, bet the guy on the left has lice. Looks like Tom Hanks and Castaway. Don't you talk about Aaron Murray that way, okay? Aaron just had a kid. You need to relax, okay? My man's barely sleeping at night, and I'm not going to stand here and Did let you, say, you call Aaron. Is that about you? Say, 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 Did he say he, left oh, or right? Oh, oh. Oh, oh, he, yeah. He said he said uh, left, okay. but I thought we were doing like from our perspective. You're on my left because it's oh, oh. Hey, Joe. Well, that's just I, I, do, I, 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 I do have I do. My wife, my wife did look at me last night and say, "Um, you got a lot more salt, baby." I was like, "I know, I know." There's a lot yeah, more salt dude. coming in. I know they're making fun of yeah, two kids, bro. Holy smokes! Yeah, a little dude. salt uh, and pepper. It looks good for TV, though. It does look good. It makes me look a little bit more, you know, a little bit more mature, a little older. So I'm, I'm all for it. I love, I love salt and pepper. Um, ideally, I'll go gray at the temples, right? I would love to just go gray at the temples and look like a wise uh, old journalist or something. Or, 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 well, it's actually how Hal Jordan looked when he lost his mind and destroyed the Green Lantern Corps. But that's a that's that's a conversation um, for another day. I agree with Dewey's in the chat. QBs don't get lice. That's true. I've never known a quarterback with lice. They're they're too um, self involved for that, right? Uh, they they let I me mean, look at Aaron. Look how beautiful he is. That's not that does not happen by accident. It's a lot of natural talent. I just, but there's also work that I goes know. into that. Yes, a lot of work. You know, I try to fo- I try to follow I try to I try and follow Sharon's uh, late night skin routine. You know, keep it nice and moist and and soft like a baby's butt as t-bob and i will know right now so yes a lot baby of work, skin girls. So a lot soft. of work oh my god it's so soft so fresh uh timothy <laughs> oh wait sorry the the poll closed up the uh chat that i wanted to get to uh timothy perry says so dion has some dirt on his name in dallas look i'm not nobody's saying his dion is perfect right and it's very clear that he did go through some public demons that he had to battle but again, it's a testament to his pull on reality that nobody cares and nobody ever mentions yeah. it. 
and it Personal just demons it is. certainly weren't an issue for Auburn in their coaching search. <laughs> hey, that's a man of God. I need you to relax, Prum, okay? I do like that. If you just evangelize, you can do whatever the hell you want. But well, whatever, that doesn't matter. I don't want to get into that conversation. Now let's get into, uh, so look, I love Bill Connolly. He does the S&P Plus. Um, we talk about Bill Connolly constantly on the show, right? I think his analytics, I think the way that he views college football is great. And he always does fun list sorts of deals. Well, he came up with, he does it every year. He is now updated. It's the top five teams of the playoff era. So he has ranked all 36 teams that have made the college football playoff. It starts at number 36 with that Michigan State team uh, that snuck in uh, last year. And then we get to the top five and it's, uh, we'll, 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 I'll just list top five and then we'll get into it. Number five on this list, 2021 Georgia. That's right. The 21 Bulldogs who finally captured that championship once again are number five on list. Number four, as it stands currently is 2022 Georgia. Number three is 2018 Clemson. Number two, 2019 LSU and number one, 2020 Alabama. I've got a lot of problems with this. I love Conley. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I love this list. First off, on 2021 Georgia, um, sure, right? They could be fighting for that number one spot maybe, but they have the SEC championship loss. And they are the highest-ranked one-loss team on this list. So, like, immediately they are where they are because of lost a game. Let's have that debate first, team, team. Okay, go ahead. Let's have that debate. Before we get to the – like, I think that's a, this is an interesting topic right here because a lot of people are obviously comparing last year's team just living in the state – Last year's teams, last year's national championship team to this year's team that right now looks like they're going to win the national championship. Which team is better? Uh, and obviously, he has it as this year's team is ranked one spot ahead of, of last year's national championship team. I disagree. I think if you put both those teams on a field today, today, I would take the 2021 football team. Um, I think the defense is absolutely studded. I just, as we know, I mean, I don't have to bring up the stats. How many guys got drafted? off that defense. I think the defense is better. Uh, I think the offense actually is better. I think, but oh, well, look at the points they're scoring this year. I think they're better at at running back. I think with with what James Cook brought last year from the running back position, uh, you know, the way A.D. Mitchell, you know, A.D. Um, emerged in the playoffs, the way McConkey played. Obviously, Bowers was terrific last year as well. So not, a, I don't think a ton of difference from the skill. I think the biggest difference is Stetson is playing with more confidence, and that that helps. But I still think last year's team is just as talented on offense, and I think they're more talented on defense. I would take last year's team ahead of this year's team. So it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Because I agree with everything you're saying, and I think you know these Georgia teams far better than I do, and so I think you're correct. But I also understand, per this list, you have to be undefeated if you want to be in this top four. Right. And so, like, I agree from a theoretical standpoint yeah. of what you're saying, but that's a level of nuance that I don't know if you're going to get people a little bit easier. Here. A little, little easier this year, this year schedule wise. Yes. This year's Georgia um, schedule. I mean, they'll, they'll just let's go. They, they both went undefeated. And then, which team would you rather face in the SEC championship game? Last year's Alabama team or this year's LSU team? It's, it's a harder matchup. Yeah. It's a better football yeah, team. Absolutely. So, like, I guarantee you, if last year's Georgia team was facing LSU, what what was in this I see they would have done the same thing, if not worse. So I Yeah, for sure. I, they would have given the I big mean, play you know, on the field. LSU got smacked up by Texas AM. Okay. It's a yeah. testament to glue and popsicle sticks and traits over mm-hmm. talent, like Brian Kelly said that LSU was in that game in the first place. So 2021, yep. Georgia at number five, 2022, Georgia at number four. I think 2022 Georgia, actually, even if you would rank it behind 21, Aaron, they have a golden opportunity to move up on this list. Because when you look ahead of them, 2018 Clemson was awesome. In fact, 2018 Clemson was better than I really remember. They were 15-0. and 0. Yep. They ran through the playoffs, beating Notre Dame 30-3 to and Bama 44-16. 74 to 19. That's a that's a uh, mm-hmm. 55 point differential there in the playoffs. However, if you think back, this was also the team that barely escaped Texas A&M with the two point conversion and had to had Chase Bryce lead them on a comeback to beat Syracuse. Right, so they had two close calls compared to this year's Georgia's one. And when you look at this year's UGA team, 
Ohio State is a massive matchup. If Georgia goes and dominates that team, that's going to vault them up. And then if they go and dominate a national championship against, um, you know, maybe Michigan, whatever, who's been perfect otherwise, like, yes, there's a good chance that UGA 2022 could end up number three on this list. But as it stands now, I don't really have too much of a problem there because that 2018 Clemson team was way better even than I remember once I started to go down this kind of memory road. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that too. I agree. Like if Georgia does end up beating, you know, most likely Ohio State, then Michigan, uh, I would put them at three. I'd still, once again, like if we want to talk about just, you know, better season, I guess you could say this year's team for Georgia had the better season because they went undefeated compared to not winning as a championship last year. So if you're going purely on that, then yes. But if I'm going on once again, like, hey, put those two teams on a uh, on NCAA football 2022, 2023, whenever it comes out, I do think last year's team would win that football game and win that matchup on the field. But just pure season-wise, yes, you move that team ahead of Clemson there into number three spot. Um, where I have issue, and I think you have issue with two, is the one and two spot. I thought that that 2019 yes. LSU yes. team and that offense with Joe Burrow and those receivers and Clyde Edwards at running back and, 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 and the production on that side, the talent they had on defense, yes, it didn't show at times for the first three-fourths of the season, but they showed up there later on. That team, to me, would beat anyone – on this list head to head and that's that's how i compare my list you put both teams on a field who would win i put my money on 2019 lsu to take care of business versus 2020 alabama yeah i mean the way that they closed out that season dominating georgia dominating oklahoma 63 to 28 beat clemson 42 25 so again they gave up a little more Mm -hmm. scoring than did that 18 clemson team but that's a 52 point differential out of LSU so really the gap is the same and a lot of that is against the same members of that 2018 Clemson team that was so incredible okay let's talk about let's just actually read verbatim why Connolly put 2020 Bama number one overall because I think it exposes the problems the Crimson Tide had the number one three and five finishers in the Heisman voting they played one game decided by fewer than 14 points. They bested an SEC-only schedule by an average of 30.2 points per game. They even struggled early, but allowed only 15 per game after mid-October. This was Nick Saban's best team ever and quite possibly the best team of the 21st century. Best team from the best coach with the best dynasty. Sounds like the best team of the CFP era. Two problems with this. First off, one, it completely ignores the elephant in the room. COVID, right? It was a completely Mm -hmm. different year than any we have ever seen. And there was no doubt that Nick Saban handled it better than nearly anybody else. And while that is a huge credit to Saban and company, it also kind of works against them in my mind in this conversation. Because when you look at it, having the first, third, and fifth Heisman finalist on one team, that is an absurd outlier, right? Like, if it had happened in a normal year, I would have said this was like the best thing ever. The problem is it happened, that outlier happened in the biggest outlier year of all time. And so that concentration and that correlation tells me that this was more about how Nick Saban handled COVID relative to his opponents. Also, look at Bama's struggles on the road the last couple of years, and then understand that road teams didn't really exist that year. Uh, my second big problem with Connolly's final sentence here, the, quote, best team for the best coach of the best dynasty of the 21st century sounds like the best team of the CFP era. That is fundamentally flawed logic. You can be, you can have the greatest dynasty ever, and you can be the best coach ever, and it can be the best team of your tenure ever, but that does not make it the best team ever. And 2019 LSU, it's not a part of a dynasty. It's the ultimate one-off. It is a perfect storm of good that immediately crumbled into dust. It was it was the ultimate glass cannon, a nuclear bomb that just left devastation in its wake, right? Uh, but, but, but it should not be penalized for not being a part of something greater. We are talking about single-year teams and single-year samples. And so if you want to call 2020 Nick Saban's best team, that is fine by me. But it does not automatically equate to being the best team ever. And I think when you look at the success, the guys from that LSU team have gone on to have, um, yes, I feel comfortable in saying that LSU 19 would have beat Bama 20 
And uh, it'd be a battle against 21 UGA. I, I would like to see that as well. Yep. Uh, so that's that's an, an interesting one. You put the 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 best offense of maybe ever in, in, in college football against one of the best defenses ever. Let's just say in the past 10 years, probably LSU's offense, best offense we've seen in the past decade, 10, 15 years. And, and same thing with Georgia's defense. I, I I will be sorry, Georgia fans. LSU would win that football game. Um, we, we've seen even that year. I mean, what did Georgia struggle with in the SC championship game? They struggled with teams that could push the ball vertically down the field. And and, and Alabama won that game. And why Georgia's not ranked a little bit ahead of you, you tell me that Burrow, the way that he was playing that season, how magical it was with Chase and company and Clyde Edwards would not be able to put up a ton of points for Georgia. Yeah. LSU would, would, to me, once again, if you put that team on the field against any team on that list, would take care of business in a big, big way. It was a special year. I give you credit, T. Bob. Yeah. That was a special, magical. Thank you. I deserve year. credit. I deserve credit. You do. Thank you one hundred percent deserve credit. You, you know why? Because you didn't give one one pregame speech. I'm sure that's why. Okay, f- relax. Aaron's referencing the fact that I got to do the pregame high video for Tennessee this year and went horribly. Um, no, but I did make a 10 to 15 minute, 19 episode radio play called uh, Song of Purple and Gold, which which covered the uh, adventures of the Swamp King as he as he seated to uh, unseat the Crimson Emperor and, and, and regain the glories of the cast iron throne. And guess what? He did it. Okay, Aaron, he did it. Punk, just because you're living now and just because you are now the Crimson Emperor with Kirby Smart and, and the I red am, and black on top, uh, just wait. The the end will hurt all the worst. Oh, I, I got a question the, for you, Aaron. We are in the middle of the dynasty. We're in the middle of the dynasty, T. We're in the, you just don't yeah, know. Maybe. It. You just don't know. You better it win. Until we look back. You better win. We're in the middle of it. That's fair. You better win. You if you win, win the national championship, I told you, I will grant you the rank of dynasty. Um, right now, you. you are a Jedi Master, but I do not put you on the council. I'm sorry. Not until you win this second natty. Um, here's an interesting tidbit in this piece. The 10 playoff-free programs, those are the ones who have not made the playoffs, that have had the best S&P Plus ranking of the CFP era. And and with one year left in the 14 playoff, Aaron, which one of these teams has the best chance to make it next year? You got Iowa at 10, Ole Miss at 9, Mississippi State at 8. Oklahoma State at seven, Utah six, Wisconsin five, Penn State four, AM three, Florida two, and Auburn one. So next year, which of those teams do you think has the best chance to make uh the CFP? Uh Iowa, no, Ole Miss, no, Mississippi State, no, Oklahoma State, no. Oklahoma State's yeah, kind of interesting. I mean, me and Brum were talking about it before the show. Yeah, the Big 12 is kind of weak, right? Though. Yeah, the Big 12 yeah. is weak. I would, yeah, I guess you mean, I, you know, Michigan's returning, you know, their quarterback in a lot. I, I would kind of lean towards Michigan, take care of business. AM, hell no. Florida, no. Auburn, no. So, yeah, if, if I had to, if I had to pick one, um, I guess Oklahoma State, maybe Utah. Um, I mean, look, Utah. The Utah's the answer. Bro. Utah's got to be the answer. Yeah, they, they've been in four yeah, of the five Utah's last Pac 12 championships. They've knocked on the door. They beat the hell out of USC twice. And so, look, Caleb Williams can be intimidating and USC can be good. But until Utah stops whooping that ass consistently, I'm yeah. not giving Utah, I'm not giving USC the benefit of the doubt over them. Like, what happened in that yeah. Pac 12 championship was some little brother shit. That was some sun yeah. and shit. That's what the Pelicans did to the Suns this weekend. Uh, what's his name? Um, I don't know if the quarterback's back though again next year. I think, I mean, he's been, Cam Rising has been magical ever since he took over true. after that, that San Diego state game last year. So I don't, I don't know if he's back or not. if he's back. Yes. Little brother, big brother, but yeah, the, the list sucks. I don't think any of them make it, but if I had to pick one, I'd be, well, I mean, yeah, you know, that is kind of the, the yeah. point of the list is they've never made it. Right. So it's yeah. kind of against them. Yes. Hey, uh, Brum, um, you also produce an NBA podcast. Um, are y'all going to make sure to only talk about the Pelicans today? We do not have an episode today, but if we did, we would only be talking Pelicans. Good, good, excellent. Um, because at a time when everything else sucks, or the Saints suck, Pelicans are awesome. Uh, George is awesome, and we're going to talk about it as the playoffs are hurtling right along. And look, if you love you, uh, some snaps, well, we love you. And if you want to help us out, 
You can sub to the pod and you can share with your friends. You can uh, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel and watch our YouTube videos. Maybe share those with your friends as well. Kind of try to, you know, grassroots recruit some people in here. You can go download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and use the promo code SNAPS where you'll get all sort of incredible boosts and deals and, you know, the the $1,000 no sweat first bets, like all kinds of great deals. And um, Mm -hmm. you can also buy some merch. If you want to buy some snaps merch, that light, that baby blue sweater is literally the most comfortable sweater I own. Full stop. And if you use the promo code SNAPS20, you get 20% off. Uh, Aaron, you have a great day, my friend. You have a great show. Thank you. Huge, massive thank you to everybody in the chat. Uh, you know that we love you so much. And thank you for hanging out with us every day. Huge thank you to Pat Gunner. Um, Ryan Brumley, Paul Farrington, Danny Cardenas, everybody else who helps make this show happen. Uncle Colin, FanDuel, we love you. We'll see you tomorrow for some new snaps. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.